Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 37, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live on Wednesday on Facebook throughout the internationals. Uh, not long to go now. Um, I would normally say good evening, Richie, but he's unable to join us tonight due to work commitments. So um, Paul has put his hand up and has offered to help me out. Um, he, he watched a lot of league in the weekend, so he's going to be right up to um, right up to snuff with helping me out talking about the games. So um, how are you, Paul? Bring, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Bringing the bomb squad off the bench. That's what we're going to see. Exactly. That's um, the right sport, isn't it? No, maybe not. Exactly. Um, it, it, it's fine. Um, but yeah, while we're here um, live on Wednesday evenings, um, you can catch us at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know on the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week, a review of the week two internationals. Um, we'll stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as questions we've got for each other. Don't worry, Paul. Um, Richard has provided me his question, so you don't have to worry there. And he's also provided me the answer of my question, so um, I can I can help out there. Um, and then we'll um, do a quick preview of the Week 3 Internationals. Um, no Super League, so Jacko will be happy if he's in yet. Um, I see Ruse here. He's saying, evening, lads. Happy Merch Day. Um, we'll cover that in the news. Um, but yes, yeah, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we'll do our best to answer them. And we might as well jump into the stop, top stories, Paul. You ready? Absolutely. Um, so first one, you will be able to help out a bit. Um, it was announced during the week that uh, the Warriors have extended Andrew Webster's coaching contract with the club. He was um, currently contracted until the end of 2025. It's now been pushed out to 2028. So um, you've, you've seen enough of it from the background on our show. Uh, what's your thoughts on Andrew Webster getting extended um, for another five years, basically, if you disregard his current contract? Look, I, 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 he had two years left. There was no rush, really, as I can see, to, to re-sign him. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't wait till the end, till, till you see what happens next season uh, and then look at extending him because that's... Um, 
that's a long contract for for for, for a coach. Uh, the, the I mean, how many head coaches actually reach the end of their contracts? Uh, how much are you going to be paying it out? I mean, maybe give him a bonus or give him an uptick for his next two years because of how well he did. Because um, I'm, I'm I'm guessing he's on more money. Um, so um, so yeah, so I'm I, I would uh, um, yeah I, I I would go I I I I, I, don't, I don't see the need for it. Um, unless he was getting angst, angsty about it personally. I I think it's just more the fact that um, it's going to be a lot cheaper to sign him now than when the Warriors win the grand final next year, Paul. Um, you know, he's going to be <laughs> wanting more coin. Um, I think, yeah, with the way they are, you know, they they he has always said he wanted to stay, so I don't think they were ever going to be at risk of losing him. But I think... The Warriors have made that mistake in the past where they waited towards the end and were umming and ahhing, and then they lost um, Ivan Cleary. Um, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't leave it till the end of the contract, but I would give it. Yeah, he had a three-year contract. Let him do two years um, and extend. Let, let, let's make sure this wasn't a one-season wonder, right? Um, and he can actually back it up. Um, oh. That's the don't that say that, my only concern. Um, no, he he won't be. Don't 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 put that hoodoo on him. Um, going on <laughs> to bigger and better things. Add, add some realism here to to uh, to um to things. I mean, look what happened to the Bulldogs um last year compared to this year. Well, they picked the wrong Panthers assistant, Paul. Um, that that's just on them. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. Um, get it out of the way now. I know Cameron George did an interview during the week where he, he said that um. They're trying to build the lower grades at the moment. And by doing this extension now and getting out of the way, it shows those younger players they're trying to entice into the camp that they have got someone that they're they're sticking with for long term, as opposed to saying, you know, we want you here now. And then in three years' time, there, there might be a new coach. And then it's all, you know, you're the type of player that new coach might not want. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm putting words into his mouth a little bit there, as I like to do on this show. But I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy they've um, nailed him down at least. Um, as oh, okay. I, don't think, I don't think it's an awful decision. Um, I just, I just don't no. think it was. Um, I don't think it was needed per se. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have worried if he hadn't been renewed. Is what I mean. No, I, I think he's still going to be a lot cheaper signing him now than in a couple of years' time, though, if things keep going the way they go. Um, but yeah, we'll, oh, well see. If, if, if things keep going the way they go, who cares about money? It'd be rolling in. <laughs> um, and yeah, Rue said he would love to see him become the longest serving coach. Yeah, I think if his if he leaves at the end of 2028, he is tied with um, Cleary as the longest. So if he gets an extension um, when we're looking at like 2027, 2028, um, he'll, he'll be a in to be the longest term. And he has said in interviews that he... He kind of never wants to leave. Um, we'll, we'll see. He's kind of had nothing but love at the moment. We'll see if if there's a few ups and downs and he gets the the negative side of being the Warriors coach. Um, we'll see. But um, he's quite level-headed, so I think he will, he'll take the ups and downs as they come. So, yeah, wish him nothing but the best. See, you're making me look think negatively now, Paul. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, next bit of news, it hasn't been officially announced yet, but um, there were reports that the NRL is close to announcing Papua New Guinea as the 18th NRL side and that they will enter the competition in 2025. Um, still waiting on a proper announcement of, you know, where they're going to be, if it's going to be set up in Cairns with games over in Papua New Guinea. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it's very mixed. I've seen online, Paul. Um, some people really happy about it. Others not so much, saying they would have preferred to see Perth or someone get it, or even a New Zealand team. I'm not of the New Zealand team opinion myself. Um, but it's more for me, I think, the enticing players to play for Papua New Guinea. I know the idea is to build the Papua New Guinea players themselves. But does that mean you're going to have a whole lot of Papua New Guinea guys that potentially get flogged every week in the first couple of years and then, you know, it's tanked before it can go? Um, I, I'm not sure. Oh, look, it's, it's a balancing act, right? You don't, you, you, um, you need to bring some players in uh, to support them. I mean, you've got to look at the, 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 I mean, the Papua New Guinea team um, that's playing at the moment. I mean, how many of those are already at NRL clubs? Um, if, uh, if, if, if say half of them are, then look, see if you can get a couple of those guys back as experience. If not, realize actually, you know, half the, if, even if, if half the team are young Papua New Guinea guys coming through initially, and then after, after sort of four or five years, it becomes a fully team, then great. Um, don't try and rush it. Give, give them, give them uh, experienced heads so that, as you say, you don't end up with a bunch of guys who just get smashed up every week. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, just and don't get upset if the team is only fifty percent Papua New Guinea initially. As long as they have that statement that look over the long term, we will grow it. Um, I think that's that's what it would be. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Bruce said a lot of hunters players will be promoted. You'd imagine, yeah. So the Hunter Mariners, um, uh, the the Papua New Guinea side that have been playing in Australian competitions. So I expect that as well. It's just a wait and see. Um, how well, you know, how well are the, how, I mean, how well are the Hunter Mariners going? I mean, are they are they smashing the? Um, is it the New South Wales Cup or whatever they, they're in? Or, I, I think it's Queensland Cup. You're, you're testing me Queensland here. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not even if they're sure. If they're it, they're great. If they're not smashing it, then look, <laughs> they're not going to. Don't expect the full team to set up. Um, step up. You're going to need to bring in experienced heads around them. Um, and I guess yeah. that, that's part of. Um, uh, uh, the, the team was struggling. Absolutely struggling. I mean, look at look at um, and you look look at uh, other other expansion teams within NRL. I'm pretty sure they've 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 struggled. I know in rugby union they do. I mean, the force took ages to to win a game overseas, as did the rebels. Um, so look, these teams take a while to to do it. Um, they won the Queensland Cup back in 2017. Yeah, that's that's six years ago now. That's a, um, now you need a better team than that because. Um, uh, and that means, I, what what would be a good step if they are going to do this is right. Let's build up the backroom staff we're going to need for the NRL team in the Hunters team, so the players there get have proper physio, proper um, strength and conditioning, proper um, nutrition. Uh, so when they step up, it isn't a big change for them. Sure, will they have an advantage over other teams in the Queensland Cup? Yes, they will. But look, this is about trying to uh make the grow the game here that we've seen how fiji have taken off um if we can get papua new guinea up and running uh really well and samoa uh then you, you've, you've got the makings of some proper international rugby on top of that okay cool they're not big markets not big money um but um but it's a step in the right direction yeah Definitely. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm a bit concerned about the the time frame. Saying like in 2023, it's a bit like the Dolphins, where they didn't really give them a lot um, a lot of time to um, 
get everything ready. Um, yep. I see Mike said um, Fonzie had a great review on the PNG team entering the NRL. I've got it saved. I just haven't had time to listen to it yet. Um, so I'll probably be able to add some more insight when I steal his ideas for next week. Um, <laughs> but you're right. They need at least two years to get that backroom staff and everything up set properly. Yeah. Um, and to also start contracting players. Yeah, so the sooner they make an official announcement, um, the better, so they at least know where they stand. But, um, yeah, we'll probably talk about that a bit more once it's announced officially. Uh, next bit of reports, still not officially confirmed, but it sounds like it's almost a done deal. Uh, it sounds like the Bulldogs have signed Josh Curran. So you'll recall we talked about it last week, um, Paul, where I said that Josh Curran um, told Mad Butcher that he was not leaving and that there's one person you don't lie to um, in New Zealand when it comes to rugby league and it's the butch. So if this is true, Karen's done that and he's dead to me. Um, but what's your take on uh, one, him jumping ship to the Bulldogs? Oh, look, I mean, I think um, let, let's, he'll, he'll get more game time than the Bulldogs. Let's be honest. Um, Potentially. The question is, yeah. um, do, is, is, is he after game time or is he after uh, kind of trophies because he's more likely to get trophies at the um, at the Warriors at the moment. You'd think uh, so. Uh, it's interesting choice. Uh, maybe uh, maybe it's down to um, opportunities that he's moving because I think uh, yeah, he's not um, he's not first choice with the Warriors, is he? So uh, yeah. that, that might be the reason for the move. Yeah, um, yeah. Richard's question, spoilers for for later on, is about Curran and where he would play at the Bulldogs. So I'll go into that later, but. Yeah, I, as I said last week, I I don't want to see him leave the Warriors, but I understand if he does, um, and it looks like that is the case. Cameron George, again, in that same interview where he talked about Webster, he talked about the Curran, where it was basically Curran was told at the end of the contract that he had, um, the club wasn't going to offer him a new one at, at present time. So if he did find a, a place to go to early, he was welcome to. So I feel it's more with the Andrew Webster coming in um, and yeah, Mike said it. Karen really didn't ever say and leave the Warriors. No, he was told he could go early, but he was going eventually. Um, and that oh, comes that in fine. Then look at uh, jump when you've got an option when you've got an offer because the last thing you want to do is end up being um and end up having a, a career ending injury and uh not being uh, able to get yeah. a deal, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's all you know when a coach comes in, they have an idea of the players they want. Um, and I, f I feel like Curran wasn't really on that when he went from being one of their best players to or immediately being moved out of the starting lineup onto the bench and being used 10 to 20 minutes a game maybe because um, I feel like he wasn't fitting in the mould of Webster. I'm completely speculating here, but when you have a regular starter for a couple of years before the new coach comes in and he gets relegated to another position, you kind of know uh, maybe – the coach has got different ideas. So um, I think the writing was on the wall for him there where maybe Webster decided he he had better players that could do the role for him. I know Bjorn's here and he said it, it sucks that his movement will be weaker without him. I personally have a bit of that feeling too, but I the, the Cameron has come out and said that they're going to back the youngsters they've got in the next grade down, um, which I get too. It'll be a lot, it's a lot cheaper to, bring one of those guys up, then re-sign Josh Curran, who will want a little bit more money than what he's currently on. Yeah, I've got to say, that, that would be the other thing. Is you get, if you're taking a starter who isn't starting, 
you're freeing up cap space as yeah. well. Yeah, and that's the 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 beast in the NRL is managing that salary cap. We're we're not all um, roosters who don't <laughs> have one. We we've got a we've got a budget accordingly. So um, yeah, congrats um, once it's announced officially um, to to Karen. Um, hopefully, he does well there. But um, we'll move on. Another one I can actually ask you about: the Kangaroos are playing the Kiwis this weekend, Paul. Yes. Um, they have decided to rest Liam Martin and Payne Haas this week, um, with the Pacific Cup final already set between them and the Kiwis a week later. And there's noise that Cam Munster has a niggle and may sit out this week as well. What's your take on Australia deciding to rest some key players in their first game against New Zealand in, um, since the World Cup? Um, look, I think it's been a long season, right? This is at the end of the season. You've got a lot of players who are uh, uh, knackered. Um, and uh, so I, I don't think it's actually necessarily a bad move. Um, you're going to give more. Uh, it, this isn't this isn't a rugby World Cup, right? So it means you're going to give other players the opportunity to experience international footy. Uh, and uh, so you can develop your depth heading into the next Rugby World Cup. Uh, and you're giving some players a rest who have had long seasons already. So I, I haven't got a problem with it per se. Um, look, I, I doubt it's going to change the number of people who turn up or the viewership. Um, I'm sure the fans might feel a little bit shortchanged. But um, to me, yeah, you, at this level, the, the players they're replacing them with are going to be top are going to be quality players anyway that you want to watch so um yeah so yeah, i'm happy for them to do that i think it's probably probably a good move yeah we'll go over the team list a little bit later but you wouldn't even really notice that those players aren't there with how stacked that team is to be fair um i i get it i understand why the kiwis haven't because the kiwis haven't played as much games together kangaroos have the origin advantage where they play origin together um where the kiwis don't so the kiwis need as many games as they can and they traditionally um they get better as these tournaments go on so by keeping them together i think it's the right move um and yeah kangaroos can do whatever they want as long as they lose in the weekend that's all i care about but um, it, is, it, is, it is a bit of an ask to go three big games in advance so um new zealand sorry australia have already had a week off whereas new zealand have got three games back to back on three weekends that's a tough ask on some of these players um, so, uh, at the end of a long season. So um, let's hope it doesn't come back to bite them. Yeah, and um, they they set it up perfectly too, Paul. Um, the, the Kiwis had that first week off, then they played in New Zealand, then they play in Australia, then they come back to New Zealand for the final. Um, so, yeah, they, they did it well. Um, and, um, yeah, and, yeah, Bjorn said, yeah, I agree with Paul. Stronger teams have the ability to do it. Um, similar to ABs, yeah. Kangaroos, to be honest, they could do two or three teams with the amount of players they have and still be competitive. So, um, it's right to do. Well, and yeah, um, oh, I've got my bit, question for you now for the break. You do, um, do. yes, yeah, yeah. Simon's just um, just arrived late, but he said he found it ridiculous that Tonga England game was not on Sky Sports or any Zealand broadcaster, yeah. Um, so. The Tonga and England had their first game in the weekend, Paul. There's not really a lot of notes on it due to the fact that they didn't broadcast it in this country. Um, NRL.com have a, have the whole game on their website, but because I'm a New Zealander, when I click on it, it says they I can't watch it because the NRL has that deal with Sky, so they can't show those games on their website to me because of Sky, even though Sky doesn't have the game. 
Um, so the only way I got to watch it was highlights um, from the NRL website. So I'm going to potentially, if I don't, I haven't had any news from Sky on if they're going to play games two or three. Um, so I might have to find another way of watching it live so I can actually give a bit more of an opinion on the game. Um, but what's your your take on that, Paul? I did look. It was like oh, 3 o'clock Monday morning. Don't do piracy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, YouTube. Um, don't, don't, YouTube, don't cancel our video. Don't cancel us. Um, I, I had a look. I had a look on Sky <laughs> at 3 in the morning on Monday when it was on, and there was, oh um, God, you there be was no one live game. There was one uh, live game of Rugby Union, and then there was a whole lot of replays of sport um, that had already happened. Look, it's it's a it's a farce that we have what two of the top four two of the top four teams in the world um, playing each other, uh, and we can't watch it here. Um, yeah, yay, grow the game. Well done, international rugby. Sorry, but that's bollocks. Um, it should, you could it watch it in Australia. Um, you were able to watch it there. It's just here. Um, yeah. Which yeah was disappointing because we yeah we talked about um, when they announced the the Tonga tour to England it was months ago it wasn't like this is just a last oh no yeah we've done last right thing yeah so I don't understand um, I've seen nothing in the media from Sky explaining like if if they deemed it was too expensive to get the rights for it or I don't know I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be. Um, uh, yeah, and science kind of said it, that. Great, great opportunity for some like TVNZ or someone to step in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and Simon said, to be frank, their sky's penny pinching currently with its competition disappearing. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the, um, oh, what was the name of them, Paul? Spark. So that, Spark? Yeah, I mean, Spark, Spark Sport stepped in, sky ups its game uh, and threw its money around. Um Spark was only doing it for broadband rollout anyway. They weren't really yeah. doing it because they wanted to be in sport, from what I hear. Um, and it worked fine for them. They got lots of people to to roll to, to move over to uh to move over to fiber for the Rugby World Cup back um like four years ago. Um and basically since then they've just slowly got rid of it. They got the rugby league world cup last year as well. Um and then yeah, yep. it stopped, made me pay to get it. It was annoying, but um <laughs> Yeah, hopefully Sky step up and give us the last two games. But uh, we're a small country. We've got, we don't have enough money, enough uh, enough of a market to, to justify two proper full full on um, pay per view things, and that's it's a shame, really. It yeah, means we end up with Sky being the being being Dexport, basically. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, anyone who so I, I use Sky Sports now, I don't have a Sky box. Um, and you want to go watch a replay of something, you've got to go find when, when was it in the schedule, which channel was it on. It's a farce. Why isn't it like YouTube where I just go, I want to see this, bang, find it. It's it's streaming. Move on. It's not a channel. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not watching channels. I want to, watch, yeah. I want to, I want to stream stuff. Move with the times. Uh, God, this. Yeah. Slow. Well, I know like in, um, in Australia, they've got KO. Um, yep. which I know a lot of the people that I, I know in Oz use for watching the inner around that. And a lot of them seem to like how that works, um, which is a bit more of like the apps and stuff. Um, but yeah, as I said, we're, we're a, with Sky with their monopoly, they can kind of do whatever they want. Um, I say we're not a big enough country for that to get, for that monopoly to get broken. Yeah. I, I, I was hopeful that Spark were going to do it. They've got the, um, uh, they've got the what's the word I'm looking for? They, they've got the balance sheet behind them with with Spark, 
um, the uh, with with the uh, with, with 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 the kind of the balance sheet of the of the tech company, um, a bit like over in uh, not tech the telecoms company, a bit like BT over in the UK. They took on Sky over there, um, and other people who tried had failed, but they they needed that balance sheet behind them. Spark had that balance sheet; they could have done it. There we go. Um, apparently, um, uh, multiple broadcasting countries like Republic of Ireland and Scandinavia. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but um, I would have thought over there again, you can have companies that go cross border. Um, whereas here, again, the, we're in the middle of nowhere, but, but it's, it's ocean in every direction for three hours. Um, whereas, so it's not, you're not, it's a very different market. It's the European market. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on. Um, Gareth Woodett um, announced his retirement from rugby league this week. Um, storied career um kind of ruined it playing for the dragons but um yeah well done on a career i'm not sure he hasn't really announced what he's doing next um but good luck to him and um nathan merritt we, we talked the last few weeks paul um nathan merritt had um been rushed to hospital and was very um was very worse for wear but he's now able to get out of bed and speak so it's great to see him continue to improve so hopefully we have a better or keep going with good news updates um moving forward um yeah and, that, um, that uh, dominic young over in the uk has um has, uh, has has gone the other way and had an eye infection which has gone to his brain so let's let's wish him the best in his recovery as well hey, you're stealing it from my injury section Paul. oh sorry <laughs> um I'm not sure I call but, an eye infection an injury it, well, it affected his brain. Um, he's actually on the yep. mend too um, with that. So we'll talk about it now. Yeah, he had a sinus infection. The infection spread to his brain. Um, he's actually talking and everything now. They did surgery and drained it, apparently. Um, being a league player, there's a bit of room in there, um, up there to, to drain it a bit better. So, um, but yeah, um, good to see him improving too. But he is out of the England Tonga Tour. Um for the obvious reasons of his brain infection. Um, but yeah, so that was my only injury, or one of my only injuries there. But um, before we go into the rest of the signings and stuff, there was a bit of uh, news that the Bulldogs and the Eels may be in talks of a player swap with um, Josh Adokar potentially moving to the Eels if they send a forward over. There was news not that long before we went live that um, Ryan Madison was going to be the player, but it sounds like the Bulldogs want a front rower instead. So um, Josh Adokar was one of their big marquee signings, Paul. Um, and um, after a year with Seraldo, it seems like they, they aren't that happy. They had a clear the year session um, last week where he came in and they kind of said what they needed to say and said everything was okay and he was safe, which is always the last thing you want to hear as a player. Um, and it sounds like that's the case with them trying to get rid of him any way they can. So it's, it's all 100% rumours right now, um, but I thought since everyone was talking about it, um, I thought we, we may as well mention it. What's, what's your take on a marquee player being um, tried to be shoved off um, not long into his contract with them? Uh, look, it's, it's, that's got to be a bit of a red, red flag, hasn't it, um, for anybody else who picks him up? Because w w why are you trying to get rid of some uh, yeah a name like that when let's be honest the bulldogs need <laughs> um, players of, of quality and they need leaders um so is he lead, is he a leader that's leading actually causing disruption um and and getting players to to, to not train properly etc um so uh yeah it's a bit of a red red flag so you're gonna be I, I would as an eels 
crowded look good player to get but i would be um do do they uh yeah be maybe a little bit concerned as to as to what his attitude is uh to um to be there really yeah we're just gonna have to wait and see uh he's a talented player when his head's in the right space um so yeah, I get in, in, in some ways if a talented player like him ends up at the uh, ends up at somewhere like the Bulldogs, you have got to kind of think uh, why is it the Bulldogs and not at the again the Eels, the Rabbitohs, the um, the Panthers? Why 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 aren't they interested? Um, <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, obviously I, I know nothing about the guy. I'm sure he's absolutely lovely and hardworking. Yada yada yada. Uh, but just to say it does suggest some red flags. I, I wouldn't say he's lovely, but yeah, he's very talented. I don't know. I don't know. It's very honest yeah um and then uh, next bit of news i didn't we're not going to do a review on it but the first game of the triple header at eden park was the kiwis a side playing the tongan a side and the kiwi a's won 36 26 uh a bit clunky at times uh, i found um but i thought it was a good chance for experience for the young players on both sides um a lot of the young warriors were in there um playing for the kiwis um and yeah, I thought it was a quality game, and um, I was very happy um, that it added to the Kiwis' success on the day, going three and zero. But yeah, obviously you watched it, Paul. What was your take on the the Kiwi Ace? Um, I didn't watch it, but but look, I think this is a fantastic move, particularly for for for, for Tonga uh, Ace. Uh, the fact that you're giving is again, it's about creating those pathways, creating the the long term development. Of the, yeah. the um, let's move. Tonga have become good because of a bunch of players that switch countries. At the end of the day, let's be honest about it. Um, by having these sort of games, this will help keep Tonga uh, or uh, be being competitive and being successful um, into the future. Uh, and so the fact that they've actually stood up and got these kind of games going, I think, is a is a uh, is, is is a very good move, um, particularly for I say for 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 Tonga. Also, an opportunity for a bunch of those guys to. To, to um perhaps show their wares and get themselves NRL contracts somewhere. Um, as yeah, well. yeah. Most of them are um most of them have got NRL contracts already, but some of them are in their like the feeder clubs where they're not getting that look and where they might get someone tap them on the shoulder going, look, you're stuck um behind four yeah. people at your current club. How about you you come over here? Um, and yeah, it just gives them yeah it gives both sides really um gives the Kiwi young players a chance. To get in there and play some quality footy um outside of the nrl and like kind of develop for both sides Tonga and Kiwi, kind of develop that taste of i want to play for my country hmm. um before they get a little bit older and they're like i it'd be cool to play for tonga or new zealand but maybe i want to play origin instead and go that way so um it's a good way yeah, to kind of get those players locked in and the Kiwis do have the Warriors as a as a kind of feeder, whereas um, Tonga don't have that base where players get to play together, get to talk, get to meet with each other, um, and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'd say good for both countries, but particularly good, I think, for Tonga. Yeah, and then the last bit of news before signings and that the Warriors' new merchandise range um, from their new affiliate Dynasty Sports is released to the public on Friday. Members currently have access. Um, to some of the range um there was a whole lot but i grabbed a picture that i sent to paul on the new home jersey and paul as the avid league fan um replied saying what's the difference um which is great <laughs> um so there's a picture up that's um that's this year's one we just had um with the big chevron 
V, which I explained to Paul, um, the Chevron V, and then the new one. Um, yeah, look, okay. yeah, you say the, pre the existing one, Chevron, um, big circle for uh, big circle target on the front for for one NZ um, that. Um, uh that 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 that's that come through as you say it all looks a bit clunky a bit last minute um like with the change of logo for for tvn for for one nz doesn't kind of quite all just just map map mesh or, or mash um the latest one dynasty it's nice to see that the dynasty piece has moved to the shoulders rather than that being in the middle there it doesn't get in the way so you, but you can yeah. still see it's dynasty but the balance is much better, isn't it? As you said, uh, the, 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 the is 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 much. It's much. It looks more like it's being designed with the logo in mind, rather than yeah. we've got a jersey we've thrown a logo on. Yeah, um, I like it, and it's yeah. Um, the old getting rid of the chevron and going back to the old. Uh, I don't even know what you call it, like the little arrows. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a throwback to the old ways as well. Happy they stuck with the car. It looks cleaner to me. Um, yeah, the one logo is still as massive as always, but um, I kind of got used to it this year. Um, the more you had to see it every day, um, you kind of just got used to it. So, yeah, I like it. And, yeah, um, Rue said that it's the best range they've had in years. If you go um, – if you aren't a member to the Warriors and you can't see it now, you can actually go to Dynasty Sports' website. And even though you can't purchase them yet, they've all got coming soon, but they show them there, and they've got everything. Um so we're going to have to have a conversation after this, Paul, about um, a potential rise, uh, pay rise for me. <laughs> so I need um, I need to get some. Um, and the sizing's better, um, which is good, because um, I think we've mentioned on this show before, I had the largest size you could get with Puma in a jersey that I could barely fit because I'm a big boy. And then I've got an old jersey from years ago in my 20s that's um a three a three xl that i can still wear today so it's me it's technically um half the size of the one that i bought um last year um but i can still wear it just because of the sizing that puma was doing i don't know what they're up to and um yeah and there's a red collar added too yeah they got the old school red collar yeah, that's so. Yeah, Bjorn um, gave that one. Yeah, so look, it's it's yeah. They say nice, nicer jersey, um, nicely done. Christopher Bailey, have we talked about England yet? Um, the well, we talked about the England versus Tonga. So yes, we have done that already. Um, if you're trying to refer to England versus South Africa, that's a different show, folks. That was Monday. Night. Um, the um, but yeah, look, it's and I think the, the other key thing is you said, look, it's the same colours. One of the things we've talked about before. Uh, is that it's great to see a crowd where they're all in the same color. Um, and yeah. you only get that if you have a consistent um, jersey color over many years when um, when everyone has, then everyone sort of has that color. Hopefully, um, rather than just doing a black jacket with a badge on, they'll do the blue a blue jacket with maybe some green, green highlights or red highlights. That way, again, cold, wet days, we've got the coat on. Um, again, you've got that solid color of blue um, so you know which stadium, you know who the fans are for. Um, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, um, I think a lot of it is um, there are a few different colours. Um, I'm on there now. Um, but, yeah, it's majority sticking with that that blue. And I think the away strip, they haven't shown it officially, but um, Kim and George, again, getting a lot of airtime tonight. But um, I saw he put pictures up on Instagram from they did a big, um, like, merch launch 
Um, today that they invited um, media and, and, you know, people they like. Uh, we didn't get the message, Paul, but um, they, they had others there. Um, Lost in the post again. Yeah, but um, most of it is blue. Um, they got like a few training shirts, which are different colours. Um, the polos are the dark blue that they've been using. Um, so still not that blue, but still a blue. Um, I quite like and then, purple blue. I, so I, I, I would have gone with that purple blue. I think that, that, it looks, it's it's different. It's 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 it, it's look. It's not wildly different. That people aren't going to go. She, I don't want an orange t-shirt out, but it's different enough that it's unique. Um, so I quite like it. Um, they could have just gone with a beautiful um, yellow and black checkered shirt again. Um, it would be nice, but. Um, yeah, and Rue said it must have been lost with his invite as well, with the Bruin Hammond not getting an invite. It's just we do all the hard work, you know, and we we we're not uh, we're not PC enough, I guess. I'm not sure, or, or popular enough. One of the two. Um, hmm. But yeah, I'm happy to see it. Um, yeah, I the I, I mean, try to describe the away the away strip is kind of a, a white with hoops. So it's white with like hoops going across instead of the V. Um, um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get pictures, like official pictures of them later out. I did a post on the home jersey that I put up on social media before we went live. So when we get the away strip, I'll do the same. And um, I'm sure we'll have a picture before next week's show so I can bring it up again for our show here. Um, but we'll move on, Paul. Um, signings, we kind of talked about a lot of the signings, but the Bulldogs um, also extended Jacob Karaz till the end of 2027. Um, he's been pretty decent for them in what was a poor season, so um, not much surprise there. Um, that was all I really had other than the other the other news that we spatted in about rumoured signings. So we'll go into injuries. Um, I had three. Paul stole one of them already um, with Dom Young. Um, so that's hardly an injury. Got, that was sickness. I mean, come on, that's harsh. He had a brain infection, Paul. That, that's that's inf- that's an injury. Um, but Kiwi Fern Amelia um, Pasakala, um, that's probably a butchered way of saying her name. She was taken off the field during the uh, game at Eden Park with a broken leg after a hip drop tackle. No word on her recovery time yet. Um, but hopefully she gets on the men soon. And Bulldog Kao um, Olaapu. Um, could miss all of 2024 as he prepares for next surgery. It looks like she needs an operation for a dislocated ankle um, off that one. So that shows she's going to be out okay. for the rest of the tournament at least. Let's be yeah. blunt. Yeah. And um, yeah, Kao Oluwapu from the Bulldogs, he might miss all of next year as he prepares for next surgery. I saw some news today where his management team and him have been speaking with other players that have had a similar injury to see if surgery is actually necessary or if they can forego surgery, do a little bit of rehab and actually get him to play next year. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see um, with how serious that is. But obviously at his young age, he could probably skip a year without it being too detrimental to his career. Um, unless if he pushes through and it goes wrong, it could be a lot worse. But He's young and he could see this as his time where he can actually solidify himself as an NRL player um, rather than get forgotten. Um, it's it's a hard situation to be put in. It is, um, and and look, th- these you say these, these these big injuries aren't something that uh, the club doctors necessarily come across every day. So yeah. you think should the NRL have a central doctor who can d- help 
players deal with these situations um, and give some proper advice uh, or, or where to go and get proper advice sort of globally. Um, maybe that's a, maybe that's a space that so the NRL could step up around the player welfare side of things for for these kind of players. Yeah, definitely. So, um, and then last bit we got naughty boy corner, no suspensions, but we had two fines. Paul, um, uh, Fiji, Bassi, both from Fiji. Oh, no, um, no suspensions, but yet there's been this. But um, we've kind of dislocated someone's shot, someone's ankle, and potentially taken him out for a season. There's going to be a suspension, surely. That that's fine. No, it's, it was perfectly fine. Hip drop. Um, that one, they might, she, she might have actually got, she did get um, sent off, but yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. She might have got some further punishment. I just didn't see it when I was looking at the news earlier. But yeah, um, Makali Rabalaba and Katoni Katoa Tonga, sorry, um, have been charged a percentage of their match fee for careless high tackles. So it was, I think it was between five and thirty percent for both players. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know how much of their match fees are for Fiji, but um, no one likes to get hit in the pocket. So that was all the news. Um, so we must well get uh, into the week uh, two. Got the, got through the news quickly this week. Yeah, that's uh, what we do. There's not as many games, so it'll be fine. We'll breeze through. But I know Richard did this on purpose because I'm going to have to say all the try scorers and I can't say the names. Um, so um, we've got – I Richard wasn't able to send me his thoughts on the games, so I, I've got mine here. Um, you can just say yep or no, I guess, Paul. <laughs> Um, but the first game we had was um, the Kiwi Ferns defeating um, Matima Tonga 28-10, um, six tries to two. Um, Abigail Roach for the Kiwis got three. Um, Amelia Pasakala got one before she got injured. Um, Anissa Biddle and Millie Hafunga got tries. And then um, Tiana Pinitani got both tries for Tonga. Um, so my thoughts on it, it was a bit of a one-sided match, I, I felt. Kiwi Ferns were just too strong after playing together last week. Um, Ford Pack was very dominant up front, and their centre pairing of Roach and um, Hufunga um, was on fire. Still made too many errors, which will need to come down, though, if they want to beat the Jillaroos this week. Um, and then for, for Tonga, they were just too clunky and couldn't compete up front. Um, had a few glimpses of how dangerous their um, attack could be, but their defence let them down and they couldn't stand the pressure um, but they will be a good side if they can get more games together, which is going to be a common thing I'm going to say throughout all these reviews, Paul. Um, and yeah, Jacko said Abigail Roach is a beast. Yeah, she was fantastic. 
for, for, for Samoa, Fiji, Tonga, Papua New Guinea, and the Cook Islands, women also get to get one game. Come on, there's 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 lots of I mean there's plenty of play, teams them to play each other, so just organise the bloody games. Yeah, it, it would be good. Um, we're, we're still we're, we're babies when it comes to internationals, Paul. We're, we're still learning. Um, but yeah, um, my my player that stood out was Abigail Roach. As Jacko said, she was a beast, a hat trick, just constantly um, a dangerous threat out there. Um, so yeah, very happy for her anything else you want to add about the game uh, idea, well, well done to um uh to to, to new zealand actually organized three games um australia only getting two um so they've got the most games out of anybody so well done for stepping up and getting all games organized uh shame that some um, three three teams weren't playing this weekend and three teams didn't play the weekend before that could have done so we could have had at least another game um and there's only one game next weekend clearly we could have had two more so um shame that there aren't more games but um hey at least there are some games happening uh which is a step in the right direction they're trying to help us out so we don't have to watch so many games in the off season paul um <laughs> you know some of us have loved ones that want us to spend time with them again um but next game um kiwis defeating samoa 15 0. um i'll so... just go get a beer while you're um while you're reading out all the try scorers <laughs> yeah so um there were nine tries uh for the kiwis um, Jermaine Osako got a double. Uh, Jerome Hughes got one. Nelson Asofa Solomona got one. Isaiah Papali'i got one. Ronaldo Molotalo, Brighton Nakora. Molotalo went over for a double. And then James Fisher Harris um, got a try in the final stages. Um, training run here for the Kiwis, who did need to come out firing um, as they prepared for the Kangaroos and having that week off. Uh, the prop rotation looked great with um, everyone hitting triple digits, which for me and my reviews I do for the Warriors and that, that is my benchmark for a front rower to hit triple digit running meters. So all four of them got it. Um, and it just allowed the backs to play footy, um, which they did with these. Will be a, a tougher match coming up this week against Kangaroos, obviously, but holding Samoa to zero, I think will be a massive confidence booster. Um when you think Samoa, you know, they they were soundly defeated by the Kangaroos the week before, but they still put points on the board. And it wasn't that long ago they were in the World Cup final. So, you know, they're not a team. They're, they're, they're not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. So being able to put 50 on them and conceding nothing is massive. But, yeah, for Samoa, I thought they put a lot of effort in. But they just couldn't compete against the Kiwis. Just like last week, um, when I mentioned they lacked direction in the halves, um, it was that way again. They're really missing Jerome Luai. And um, Stephen Crichton, um, the centre for the Panthers, now coming to the Bulldogs as a fullback, is not a half, which is where he was put. Um, and um, they'll be disappointed they didn't look more competitive um, after their World Cup performances in these two games. Um but yeah, more international games for them and a better spine will see them improve. They're just like all the other uh, island teams. They just need more games to play. Um, yeah. I look, this is um, this isn't just the the Kiwis beating a a, a small minnow team here. Let's let let's just let, let let's this is a good this is a good a very good performance by the Kiwis. Uh, Australia thirty eight twelve last weekend. New Zealand 15-0. To nil them and to score and, and to put the half century up, this is a really good performance by the Kiwis. 
um, show they've hit the ground running, um, which which is very good. Uh, you say this Samoa side is it should be better than that. It does show again the gulf between the top four and everyone else in, in rugby league, in such rugby league. Um, there is a gap there, but even so, uh, the gap isn't this big. This is this is a very good performance. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Jacko said he loved James Fisher Harris, the captain, a throwback to the old style, hard headed, take no prisons front rower who leads from the front. Um, yeah, the only thing I didn't like about James was um, he is a front rower and um, the post-match or pre-match interview he did, um, he he wasn't able to string a few words together, um, which I, I know, I know that it's hard. Um, so, but he, he doesn't have that experience as a, a captain speaking to the media as everyone else has done. So he was kind of very like one answer questions or very, didn't really know what to say, but when he gets on the field, that's where he's comfortable. And that's why you saw him play as well as he did. Um, and yeah, and Simon said he does like the Pacific championship, but it's interesting next year as it sounds like Australia is playing the Ashes test series in England. And that means Samoa, Kiwis and Tonga. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the thing. Australia will be out of it and we'll have Tonga. I think Tonga will do more than enough to be competitive. Um, and yeah, Samoa, I think Samoa will be fine next year once they've got their regular half back, um, potentially. And yeah, Jagger said he ain't there to talk. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like He's not comfortable off the field talking to the media. He's paid to play on the field and that's what he did best. Um, and Look, at, the, at the end of the day, this Pacific Cup, it has to happen every year. It, we need a consistent competition that happens annually. We know it's going to happen. We can do a build-up for it. We we, we know it's it's, it's there. So, um, big. Um, let, let, let's just make sure it happens again. Yeah, and Jagger said Samoa didn't play Volkman at seven, which was a mistake. Yeah, I would have brought Volkman, and I know he's not, you know, a regular NRL first grader, but he's at least a seven. Um, which would have been ideal to have a guy that plays in position play out there. Um, but, yeah, these are things they're going to learn. Um, and before we move on, my player that stood out, there were a lot of them for the Kiwis, but I went with Matt Tomoko. Um, I thought he was dangerous. He didn't get on the scoreboard, which I kind of expected him to, but he was damaging with the ball in hand and um, played with a lot of emotion Um didn't make as many mistakes as he's sometimes prone to um, with the Raiders and, you know, love him one day to, to leave the Raiders and come home to the Warriors. But um, it's not that day yet, but I thought he was great out there. And yeah, James Fisher Harris as well. I think um, I had a feeling he would get picked by either me or Richie. So I will pick him on here too. Um, thought he was great. Um, next game, um, the last women's game, um, of the weekend, the Papua New Guinea Orchids defeating the Cook Island Moanas 28-20. This is where we get into the, the fun with the names, uh, Paul. Um, so six tries for Papua New Guinea. Uh, Roswita Kapo, Ese Banu, uh, Liana Allen got a double. Um, Leela Kiroa and Latona Norris all scored. And then for the Cook Islands, Chelsea Makira Mahina Rangi Rewa. Kiani Takarangi and Chantal Holloway Samuels all scored. Um, I thought Papua New Guinea were taken to the limit in the early stages of the first half, but a quick flurry towards the end of that half and the beginning of the second kind of sealed the win for them early. 
um it saw them take the foot off the gas um a little bit which was almost a banana skin money uh moment as cook islands made a match of it but they did to their credit hold their nerve and and keep keep the win um the say what you will about the Papua New Guinea side of this tournament but it's kind of built for the to make Papua New Guinea look good um for both sides men and women they're kind of being fed games where I think they should run away with which we've seen um which kind of goes with them trying to pump it up to make them the next NRL team as well you know get everyone happy about it um but yeah it was good to see them play well um and Cook Islands they just made too many errors uh completing at 57 percent uh a common theme so far in the internationals has been the errors but um they look good when they could keep hold of the ball um and we kind of saw that a bit better towards the end when they started mounting a comeback but it was just too little too late um and just like the men's side um they too just need more game time together um and i had um 28 20 it's not a blowout um and it's a shame that both these teams just get one game yeah um but yeah it was thoroughly entertaining um which is something I'll, I'll give the Papua New Guinea games um credit they've been very entertaining um which moves us into the last game I actually got to watch um Fiji uh defeating the Cook Islands 22-18 um so four tries to three Fiji um Mike Acevo, uh Jareen Buller, Waka Blake and Sanua Taruva all scoring and then for the Cook Islands, um, Asan Masters, Isomioka, and Isaiah Cooper, Titi Vano, um, all scoring. Fiji, they looked a bit shell-shocked early on um, in what was a very brutal encounter. It was full of big hits. Um, and, but to their credit, they just kept plugging away, never lost faith in themselves, and fought to the bitter end. Um, should be a cracker of a game against Papua New Guinea this week. Um but yeah, thought it was yeah it was a lot tighter than I thought. I think I said last week, Paul, that Cook Islands didn't play well against Papua New Guinea, but after having a game together, they might be able to get an upset over Cook Islands, and it bloody looked like it was going to happen. Um, they they had the lead with like it was like six minutes to go, and then Fiji went over and got the win. But yeah, I they did Cook Islands at least look better than they did last week. Um, but yeah, they just in the final stages they just couldn't hold them out. Um, heartbreaking loss for them. Um, but with the roster they had, I thought they did very well. They talked about Fiji, how many first grade NRL players they had in their squad, and the Cook Islands had none. Um, they had former NRL players, but no current ones. Um, so the fact they're kind of doing it at that disadvantage already. Um, shows that you know losing by a couple of points is actually quite commendable and they just need more games together um some of their some of their big cook island um, representatives are currently playing for australia and new zealand which doesn't help um but yeah i think a few more players um you know get contracts with the nrl get some experience and play for them um i think they they could do well um in time it's just as we've been saying all night paul they need they actually need to get games. Um, one game um, in between every World Cup isn't really great. No, look, I mean, look having, again, Pacific Bowl has to happen again next year. Great it's happened. Let's make it let, Let's make it uh, a regular thing. Yeah, and my, my play to stand out was uh, Tui uh, Kamakamika. 
because I haven't picked a front row all night. <laughs> so we're not we're going to breeze over Malta versus Chile. It's happening in Australia, where Malta beat Chile thirty to twenty two. Malta, a tiny island in the in the Mediterranean. So, and also North Macedonia losing to Poland eight to forty, also in Australia. But hey, we'll 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 um we'll skip those. Oh no, Brad's frozen on me. This is a disaster. Am I back, Paul? You're back now, yes. I don't know what happened there. Someone must have turned on their microwave or something in the apartment next door. <laughs> Apologies. Um, yeah, England defeated Tonga 22-18, um, four tries to three. England, uh, Toby King, Mikey Lewis, Tom Johnston got a double. And then uh, for Tonga, Stafford Toa, Tyson Frizzell, and uh, Tolatai Kula um, got three. Not televised in New Zealand, as we've already talked about. Saw brief highlights. Tonga made the same amount of errors as England, but at the worst times, and England were just able to turn those Tongan mistakes into opportunities. Should be a good series, though, um, and hopefully Sky plays the final two games. That's all I really have. Yep, agreed. Um, yeah, not, not much to say. So we'll go into questions. What questions do we have from the the, the crowd? Got a few things. Uh, Robbie goes, uh, do you think he looks weird without the hat? I think he's referring to me. Um, yes, I do. Where's my, where's my yeah. bucket hat? I've lost it. I mean, I'm... I'm yeah, I'm not sure I can cope. Um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll try and figure something out. Um, Jacko, do we know uh, who is backing them and paying the bills? Referring to the Papua New Guinea NRL team. Um, now Simon Simon's clipped in with the Australian government are, are, are putting some money forward. Um, and the question is, yeah, how how sustainable is that? And it's his point he's worried about. Uh, what have you heard? Yeah, that's kind of what I've heard that the government is going to invest money into it for how long and how much i don't know um i don't see it being something that's going on forever i know there is a political side of it that being a new zealander i don't really understand something to do with papua new guinea and china and all that stuff um which is part of the reason for this decision to invest money into papua new guinea um and also probably the decision to invest money in the uh, fiji and drua and uh, why new zealand's putting money towards uh, moana pacifica but anyway we'll, yeah so I don't know all that that side of stuff. So um, yeah, that's what I've heard so far. That it's um, the government, Australian government, investing. Yeah, it's, it's sports politics. Um, let's hope it's uh, that, that, that it doesn't uh, kind of cause these things to collapse um, because of that. If they pull out, um, we want certainty and long term um, things for these sort of things. Um, Mark um, says, should they be made to choose the international team at A level? There's a couple of players that haven't committed either way. Uh, well, I was going to say committing at uh, even at full international level isn't, doesn't seem to be um, fully committing. So <laughs> for, for league, so look, I think um, uh, you'd be hard pushed to make it to force players to do it at that level. Um, yeah, as well. for me personally, I think they should. But we talked about that last week. How I was all for them picking a team when they start their career and sticking with it, but that's that's not how it works. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. The money, yeah, the money in origin is too high uh, compared to the rest of the rest of the game, and the, the, the international game is not not mature enough to force that at the moment. Um, and finally, from Bjorn, uh, which current NRL rule would you scrap, and what new rule would you create um, if you were Peter, Peter uh, PVL? Oh. Um. My new rule I'd create would be um, 
them to be able to do a bit more with working out the forward passes because that still hurts. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I think opening, kind of opening the bunker to have a bit more of an assistance in things like that within limits um, where they're not controlling everything. Rule I would take away. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know. As as the thug on the show, I don't really listen to the rules, so I don't really know what ones I would take away because I wouldn't use them anyway. So um, as, as, as the anti-thug on the rules, I would lower tackle height, um, and that way you'd increase offloads and uh, get more kind of uh, more long-range tries. So uh, yeah. it, I'd, I'd up up the the skill level side of the game um, yeah. for viewership rather than the rather than the biff level side of the game. So I, I would lower tackle height. This is what happens when we bring a rugby union guy onto the show, you know. No, it's, it's, it's something that uh, the NRL has done. Um, so not the NRL, the uh, NFL has done. Uh, if you look at NFL back in um, like 10, 10 or 15 years ago, there was a lot of smash. It, it, it was a game that was it was pushed on big hits. And now it's a game that's pushed uh, and, pu and publicized on uh, technique um, and athletic feats. Um I mean, a player now, if you push a player after the whistle, you get done for roughing a player, which just seems like a joke um, it's ridiculous, in that game. Yeah. But um, but it just shows you that players can, if they want to, um, uh, can control themselves. Uh, this, this idea of oh, it's all emotion um, is just bollocks. Um, so, yeah. Right, um, so we'll, we'll change it. We'll change yeah, the seven tackle restarts. Very unfair. My rule I'd take away, bring back the shoulder charge. There you go. I've done it. I've <laughs> Since you're going all nappy pamby with it, um, and yeah, so I said we don't watch rugby league for offer, we we watch rugby league for big hits, yeah. I think, uh, in saying that though, um, defending your stance a little bit, you can still see massive hits, um, in lower. You look at um, Joseph Tuppany's big hit on Reese Walsh where he hit him around the waist, um, yep. helps, helps that Reese Walsh is like 40 kilos, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, just yeah. like yeah, bring back the take take concussion out of the game, get um get it lower, allow allow players to free the arms, and let's have some um, let's yeah let that um and, and oh, tr try and change the emphasis onto skill rather than rather than bit. And I'll change it. Uh, my rule that I'd bring in. Um, sorry, I'm doing it again. We bring, make it like ice hockey. If there's a bit of biff, instead of going in and breaking it up, you wait until the biff is finished, and then you send them both off for like two minutes. Well, you see, in ice hockey, what they've done is they've all agreed that you just leave the two at it. You don't join in. Yeah. In rugby and in league, everyone else joins in. So if you get everyone else to agree, you don't join in, that works. But yeah, if you, just one-on-one. On one. It, it just goes, it just gets crazy. Yeah. Yeah, one-on-one, on one, and if someone joins in, that person gets sent to the bin for joining in. Yeah, but there look, if, if, you, if, if someone goes after your halfback, you're all going to join in, aren't you? No, that's this the it's the way it is. Um, so that's what I would do. None of it would ever happen, and I'm never in charge of the NRL. So um, we'll turn it into UFC. You'll be fine. Um, one last thing, I guess we should talk about is, is the crowds. Jacko, Jacko called me a dinosaur. <laughs> of course you are. Yes, you're absolutely. Come on, come on. Um, don't ask that because that is a question in my my things already, Paul. Oh, okay. Next, yeah. So, um, was there any others? No, no, that's it. 
All right. So um, we'll go with that one since you're about to mention it. So my question to Richie was, it was a loud crowd at Eden Park, but not the biggest crowd with only 23,269 fans showing up. Do you think it was a wise move to play it at Eden Park instead of Mount Smart on a public holiday weekend? And then his reply or his answer he gave me, um, I'll come to you after it too, Paul. But he said, I 100% think the test should have been played at Mount Smart. The crowd number at Eden Park would have filled Mount Smart. I feel like it would have made a better atmosphere with even better being closer proximity to the field. Um, so your take, Paul, um, I know your use as a union fan to seeing a half-empty Eden Park. But um, Look, I, 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 okay, yeah, as a union fan, but, but, but I, Eden Park is not a good ground. Okay. No. Um, I, yeah, fine. It look it's, it's as, as far as the All Blacks go. It's got a great record and blah 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 blah. Um, the um, and I'm not anti Lee going to rugby union ground. I mean, them playing at um, FMG Stadium in Hamilton. I don't think either of us have got a problem with that for the for the final game. Do you? No, no. I actually, I I've only been there once, and that was for the Warriors game against the Tigers, and I actually really enjoyed it. It was nice and close and everything. Yeah, so uh, it's not it's not a matter of being league versus union. It's a matter that the Eden Park is a shit ground because it tries to be a cricket ground and it tries to be a rugby ground uh, or a rectangular ground and an oval ground. It doesn't work, right? It, it doesn't uh, do any with, of them great. Same with um, Wellington as well. Um, so even though I'm not being to Wellington, and I'm not being to take Cape Town, it just looks shit. Um, so no, I would I would have taken, especially when you've got a crowd, as you say, twenty three thousand. You're twenty five thousand uh, capacity at um, Mount Smart. It's perfect. That's the kind of crowd you're going to get at the moment. It's not a you're not up to forty thousand. Um, no. And if you so if you if you guaranteed forty thousand or or, or thirty five thousand, then sure take it there. But otherwise, um, yeah, leave it leave it at Mount Smart. And I think a side note on it was um, the the pricing wasn't that great either. Um, I didn't look because I had already decided I wasn't going because I don't like Eden Park. Um, yep. Unless Eden Park wanted to pay me to go, um, I wouldn't be going. It was like, I'll just watch it at home. Um, and I don't regret that. I enjoyed the game, but I enjoyed not having the hassle of going to Eden Park. If it was at Mount Smart, I would have been there with bells on. Um, but yeah, I heard some people say the pricing was a bit out of whack for what you would expect. Um, but yeah, I'm not a fan of Eden Park, as we've known for years on this show. But yeah, look, I, it, it, the location isn't isn't bad. I, 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 getting there isn't that difficult. You have got trains and etc. So so location wise, it's not bad. Just the design of the stadium is bloody awful. Yeah, but um, yeah, as um, Simon said, he likes FG uh, Stadium. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed my time there for the Warriors game. I had seats behind the goalposts. So I was nice and close. Um, it was easy to get in and out, and um, yeah, close to the action, but. Yeah, and I, I don't I really think long weekend didn't help them either. Um a lot of Aucklanders don't like being in Auckland for Labor Day weekend. So you're gonna lose some. You're gonna lose some, and but I think it's still twenty uh, yeah, the, the, the twenty three thousand is still good. Was was good. It was decent for for Mount Smart. Uh yeah, I know there were a lot of Aucklanders heading home because it took me an hour to get or took me an extra half hour to get through the gorge um, between yeah. Waihe and um Pyro because we're just extra traffic. Uh, and there's a roundabout in Pyro. And so it backed up. Um, so yeah, no, there was a lot of um, a lot of people out out of. But um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't care too much about um, Labor Days and stuff. Just just choose the right stadium. Yeah, and then my question or Richard's question to me was: If rumors are true, where do you see Curran fitting into the Bulldogs' picture, starting or bench? 
does he replace Preston or Kakao on the edge or possibly a lock option? So, um, yeah, it's still a rumour. It sounds like it's almost confirmed. There's probably been a confirmation while we've been on air. Um, but I don't see him getting above Jacob Preston or, K- or Kakao. That was my why I was interested in the fact that they talked about the Bulldogs because a lot of the things we were hearing um, behind the scenes was that he, he wanted to be a starter, and that's kind of why he was a bit uncomfortable um, being with the Warriors still, and I don't see him being a starter at the Bulldogs um, either. But potentially, if they decide to move him into lock, um, that's where I would put him um, as lock or on the bench. Now, I know Jacko said, if Curran leaves, who cares where he plays? Well, we talk about all of league, not just the Warriors here, Jacko. Um, yes, we focus on the Warriors. We don't we don't exclusively talk about the Warriors. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I if it was me, I'd put him at lock. Um, or on the bench. Um, Preston and Kakao um, don't lose their spots um, on the edges for the Bulldogs. Um, I'm sure you don't have an input on that, though, Paul. Sorry, can move. So we'll move into week three of the internationals. Um, I did our pretty little picture for the Kiwis Kangaroos. Um, I'm comfortable. I, I can do both teams, Paul. It's fine. Um, Good. So for the Kiwis, we've got um, – it's – I think exactly the same team as last week, except for two players switching um, one from the bench, moving into starting lineup. So fullback, we've got Chance, Nickel, Cookster. Wings, we've got Jermaine Osaka and Ronaldo Mulatalo. Centers, we've got Matt Smoko and Joseph Manu. Then the halves, we've got Dylan Brown, Jerome Hughes. Front row is James Fisher-Harris, Kieran Foran and Moses Leota. Second row is Isaiah Papali'i and Bryden Nakora. And then Joseph Tapani at lock. Bench, we've got um, Fire Umu Brown, Nelson Osofa, Solomona, Griffin Neem, and Leo Thompson. So um, same 17 as last week. Only switch is four in starting and Brown going to the bench, um, which was what changed before kickoff last week as well. Uh, Kangaroos, we've got uh, Captain James Tedesco at fullback, Dylan Edwards and Valentine Holmes on the wings, um, Amiso Tabo Fado and Katoni Staggs in the centres, Cameron Munster and Dale Cherry Evans in the halves, Question mark still, as we mentioned earlier on Munster. Uh, Jake Travoyevich, Ben Hunt, Thomas Flegler in the front row. Cam Murray, Ruben Cotter, and Isaiah Yo are the edges and lock. Interchange, we've got Harry Grant, Lindsay Collins, Pat Carrigan, and Nico Hines. So uh, potentially if Munster's out, I see Nico Hines moving into the halves, potentially with... Um, I don't know, maybe Cobo coming onto the interchange if they want like a back. I don't know. But um, as I said to you earlier, even with all those players they rested, um, that's still a hell of a kangaroos team. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I guess the only thing I would say about the Kiwis is you've, you've got players like White, Levy, Greg, Kinney, who have been in camp for for like for, for four, four or five weeks um, and don't get a game, um, which would be a bit yeah. harsh. So I'd maybe have put some of those on the interchange, um, maybe done a little bit of rotation. I'm not saying do do mass rotation, but um, yeah, to be there for three or four weeks and then actually not play um, seems a bit. Um, uh, Go, it's uh, yeah, it's I'm not all sure. about learning. It's learning for those guys. Um, sure, to to yeah, to, to a degree, I agree. We, but we've got to beat we've got to beat the kangaroos. We're not a charity, Paul. You know, um, but yeah, um, when they get their time though, uh, Danny Levi's played a lot. Um, for Kiwi, so he's already got that experience. But White and Greg and um, Kenny are all very young. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's just more bringing them into camp, getting them 
into the the mix, knowing that they're the next cab off the rank. When you've got guys like James Fisher Harris and Nelson, when they eventually hang their boots up, um, and yeah, Jago said Kiwi's got a very strong lineup. No need to fear the Aussies at all. Yeah, uh, I'm very confident in that team. I'm not. I don't know if I'd put all my money on them winning, um, but I'm definitely confident they'll give them a run for their money. Um, oh look, cracking game this weekend. Um, yeah, the absolutely. Uh, it's fantastic that all the kind of the big union games are out of the way because they're in the morning. Um, so should get a good, a, a really good um, uh, sort of uh, viewership on the on the old TV because it's obviously over in um, over in Australia. Um, yeah. A bit late would be nice to be a little bit earlier, but hey, um, we can't ask for everything, can we? No, we're never going to expect that. We get it earlier the week after for the final, at least though. Yes, the final was here, so you know you got to you got to take your wins when you can. Um, the other games, um, also on Saturday, we've got the Jillaroos versus Kiwi Ferns. Um, then we've got England Tonga. It's meant to be Saturday as well, but I'm not 100% because I'm not sure when I'm looking if it's Saturday England or Saturday here or Saturday Australia. It really confuses me when it comes to that stuff, but I know it's early in the morning. I think it's 1 a.m. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. There we go. And then also on Sunday, we've got PNG versus Fiji. So um, only four games next week um, in the final week. Um, and, yes, yeah, so obviously games going to clash with the Australian New Zealand Cricket World Cup. Is there a World Cup for cricket on at the moment? Apparently. Who cares? Sorry, so I, I don't I don't watch it. Um, it's one-day cricket. But, BCCI trying to kill it. Uh, it. Yeah, no one's really watching. Okay. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, Simon said, uh, Simon said 2.30 New Zealand Sunday. And yeah, Jacko said uh, okay. James Fisher Harris, Yota, Tapani, Big Nelson, and Neem, all great middlemen. Yeah, um, uh, it's really good. I think their pack's gonna gonna do some damage um, to the kangaroos. So that's why they're resting Payne Haas this week. Um, and Jacko said, don't start talking cricket. No, um, that's all we have, though, unless you've got anything else to add, Paul. Um, there's no Super League, so I don't have a Super League segment to help Jacko oh, uh, out. Um, yeah, I'm just amazed we've taken an hour and ten minutes with one of us not knowing what we're talking about. So, um, yeah, we've done well. It's what we do. Uh, hope, hope everyone's enjoyed it. And uh, uh, Richard will be back next week, hopefully. Uh, you won't have my uh, inane ramblings. I will just uh, be looking after the live chat. Yeah, and hopefully um, we've got a Sky game. Um, you know, Christopher said England Tonga. I, I, we just yeah, we talked about England Tonga. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's, he's catching up. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I still haven't seen if that's been played this week, but hopefully I can watch it live. Um, I'm sure I'll find a way. Um, Simon said there's some Super League news. The grading system's been released tomorrow for all teams to be ranked. So we can talk about it next week um, when we, we see a bit more. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and joining me with the standoff with Brad and Paul. Uh, for your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into your show next week at 8 p.m., on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thank you again for helping me out, Paul, and good night, everyone. Bye, Miss New Ready. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.